so excited today. I have one of my favorite people in the world, Brett Trapolino. Wow. And she is the most amazing life coach. So many people come to me and ask me questions about life and luxury and different things. And today I'm going to share one of the biggest Maybe not secrets, but something I don't Mm -hmm. talk openly about with everyone. And you guys are going to love it. Mm -hmm. So we are going to dive deep into living the authentic life. And I, as so many of you know, I've been working on this, quote, TED Talk to create um, a speech that would really move people in their journey. And Brett and I meet weekly Mm -hmm. with this amazing group of women who included me and talk about our journeys and really talk about purpose, commitment, connection, connection mm-hmm. with family, with kids, with spouses, and our journey of life and COVID. But first, I have to give a big shout out and thank you to Adam Andrus, yes. sound engineer. We couldn't be here without him. No doubt. And a big hug remote to my husband, Rob, who's holding down the fort. And we have margaritas flowing at the office well, for anybody that wants to come by during the holidays. Brett is a life coach that talks about our spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. And religion is, as she said, is an external Mm -hmm. factor, but spirituality is internal. And I have gone on such a journey with Eckhart Tolle and with um, yoga and different things, but Everything brings me back Mm -hmm. to God being the center of my life. Mm -hmm. And I grew up Catholic, and I was invited to this Bible study. And all you Catholics out there, I'm like, oh, where's my Bible? Like, I get emailed uh, scripture, and I go to church on Sunday, but I didn't know where my Bible was. But my favorite thing about this group of women and about Brett is it is no judgment. Because we've also talked about connection is seeing people and hearing them where they are. Mm -hmm. And what I love so much about Brett is she has been through really hard things and she has made it to the other side. Okay. First of all, you listening, she out there, she has eight children. Okay. Is that a hard thing that not many (laughs) of us could do? Amazing, amazing eight children. She was a missionary in India for 17 years Mm -hmm. with her then husband. She's Mm -hmm. now divorced. Mm -hmm. She is a beautiful divorced Bible teacher. Another thing, (laughs) who doesn't love that? And she has seen so much and lived so much, but she always goes back to this place of joy. And I figured if I was talking about... Uh, Dr. Yalaman Chili, who does my microneedling and my old therapy and helps my face looking good mm-hmm. and talking about um, working out and talking about health that I had to also share about right. purpose and heart right. and how I get to my authentic self and my journey with God. Right. So I'm going to pass it over to her so she can tell us purpose, authenticity. Let's dive in, Brett. I would love to. I am so excited to be here today. This is a a dream come true. In fact, it was a couple days ago that she called me and she's like, hey, would you like to be on the podcast? And my heart just, it almost leapt out of my body. I was so excited because I know what she's about. I know what her heart is about. And this woman wants to bless people. This woman wants to see people thrive and succeed in their lives. And that's my heart. 
all the things that I've been through have brought me to this place today to proclaim this message. Keep going and don't give up. There's more. Keep going and don't give up. There's more. And that God has purpose in the pain. He has purpose in, in every part, excuse me, every part of the of your journey. There is purpose in it. And sometimes you don't understand why these things happen, but you have to, in that moment, flip it and say, okay, God, I don't understand what's going on, but I know that you're going to use this for good in my life. And I'm willing to see it from that perspective. So everything that has happened to me over all these years, it has been used for good in my life to bring about who I am today. And so it's exciting to me. Like nothing is wasted. Nothing is wasted. And I felt like with COVID, so many of us are doing things, really hard things. Yeah. Our relationships are harder because they've changed uh -huh. the way we connect with people. I was in a really dark place. Um, I had just gone through a divorce of a friendship and a business relationship that was really heartbreaking mm -hmm. to me. Mm. And I even define myself as broken. Mm -hmm. And Amy Pierce and Laura Davenport picked me up and said, come to this Bible mm -hmm. study. We think that you will really find joy here. Mm -hmm. And I remember walking in and you were talking about purpose. You were talking about forgiveness, too. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. Um, but it's only been a few months for me, and I feel like I can see the purpose for pain. I, too, am divorced. Mm -hmm. I had a one-year marriage that was so painful for mm -hmm. me. and But I see, and then, of course, Rob loves it because he can say, I'm your favorite husband. <laughs> so no matter how bad he is, he's sending you love, Rob. But um, I really do think there's meaning in the pain we go Absolutely. through. And we are all in pain with COVID. No matter if it's an ended friendship or what it could be a loss financially mm -hmm. it could be illness isolation it could be, yes so let's talk about some of the scriptures that you share about purpose and some of the things that you can offer to people for hope and absolutely I, get, I think that's what we all really want is hope that things will be better or that we can even see light in the midst of darkness absolutely absolutely so um for some reason, what's coming to my mind right now, I'm, I'm going to take a I'm going to take a quick pause and just share this really quickly. Um, for many years, I had an eating disorder, and I was bulimic and anorexic, and it started even it started like uh, when I was like in second grade. So there was it was a it was a continual battle. It subsided, and then it came back again in junior high a little bit, and then subsided. And then it came back in high school when I was heavily involved in ballet, and then. I pushed through it and then I finally ended up putting myself in rehab when I was 19 years old. And it was when I was 19 years old, I realized that I had been believing a lot of lies about mm -hmm. myself. And it stemmed, it, it, I don't, however it happens, it came into my life at a very early age. And I just was believing a lot of lies about myself, my future, um, how people viewed me. It's just, it was a lot of insecurity and just all that kind of stuff. And so when I checked myself into this hospital and mind you, I was a Christian. I became a Christian when I was 16 years old and I loved Jesus. I loved God. I prayed, I did all that, but there was so many 
broken things inside of me and so many lies that I believed that I didn't know how to um, do anything different but what I was doing. And what I was doing obviously wasn't working. It was sending me to the grave. Um, so I had enough, I don't know, it was like a, one of those God moments. It's like, if I don't do something about this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die. And so I told my parents, I need to check myself into a hospital. And so when I was there for those, and it was actually just two and a half, three weeks, I discovered a lot of what was going on beneath the surface. And it was, it was probably, it was the most life changing. You know, we have different moments in our lives, right? They're just like, wow, this is one big, huge monument for me right now. I just started to see for the first time who I was. Not who everybody else was saying I was, not what was being fed to me or, you know, those kinds of things, but who I really was. And I started to ask the question, who am I? Who am I? And who am I in relationship to God? Like, who, God, I really want to know you in this place. And in, prior to that, it was just survival mode all the time. And then it switched when I started to get some healing and started to have some more understanding about who I was and where the pain was coming from that I began to see and know God in a way that I have never had never known him before. He became healer to me, and he also became father to me. And so that is where I would say began my journey of, of really wanting to know who I am. And I think, honestly, no matter what we're going through, COVID, divorce, issues with our kids, you've got to stay true to yourself. You have got to really know who you are and tend to that and nurture to that on a daily basis. And I feel like that has been something that has saved my life and really learning to listen to the voice that's inside of you, your voice inside of you, to really know what is your gut telling you and to be confident in that. And so that, that has developed over the years it, through my relationship with God. He gave me more understanding of who I am. And so... Hence, now it's it's like a whole, I'm a whole new person. So that was the beginning of my journey. And then there was like you know you have all these other moments in time where it's like wow here's another one. This happened. You know getting married, having eight kids, going to India, working with orphans and widows, and doing all this work. Um, getting a divorce as a Christian woman, a missionary, getting a divorce is it, it was extremely painful, and I felt so much shame so much shame in the church. I felt like I, I literally could barely go out of my house into the store and see people because I felt a lot of shame that I was getting a divorce and that I had let people down and so forth. That was another la layer that needed to come off. There was an element of, and I don't know, well, I hope this makes sense, but sometimes you can start playing the part instead of actually being the part, speaking about the authentic life. Sometimes we get in this rut of like, I'm playing the part of this missionary, but is, but am I, but is that really who I am? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I'm playing the part of this, per, of, of being a doctor or being a mother, but is that really, is everything lining up inside? And, and again, a big thing for me is integrity. Your words, what you're feeling and your actions lining up. I think that brings a lot of peace in your life when you can live that way. And it's a practice, right? It's a practice. It is. So um, anyways, uh, so what I'm saying is I have learned through all these things how to find myself, so to speak, through God and enjoy the gift of who I am. And that's kind of my passion is really 
helping people discover who they are in, in, in within their relationship with God, how to grow with themselves and how to grow with God and to keep growing. That's a big thing for me. We are like a gift that keeps giving, guys. We're not just done. We're supposed to keep growing every day until the day we die. We're evolving every day. You can grow and you can become as mature as you want to be. You can be as close to God as you want to be. Part of that is up to you. How bad do you want it? And oftentimes people want what other people have, but they don't know how to get it, to get it. Mm -hmm. And one of the main things that you helped give to me, again, reading Eckhart Tolle about worry, there's also so many places in the Bible that talks about worry, that at this moment, are you starving? Are you... Um, hurting physically, are you in a place that you could be injured and then taking that pain? But then also another big thing is that every morning we wake up and we start telling ourselves our story. Mm. And that's something I think meditation helps with Mm -hmm. is that you create positive stories. But I still always find it more fulfilling to take it to the level of adding scripture to it. 100%. And deciding that even though bad things have happened to us and people have done things to us that have hurt us, that our hearts are too special to carry the pain. That's right. So walking into Thanksgiving where we're going to be with family Mm -hmm. and oftentimes the people that you love the most or the people that hurt you the most, Mm -hmm. How do we forgive our families? How do we just say this, these next two weeks, try to get forgiveness and joy in our heart when we're so scared about what's going to happen at Thanksgiving and Christmas? Well, I think that's a great question. I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking, what is something I want to focus on for the next couple weeks? And I wasn't really thinking about Thanksgiving, but I I said to myself, I want to just walk in like such a thankful heart just mm-hmm. thankful and I was like oh how funny it's Thanksgiving next week but you know they having a truly thankful heart starting there with yourself yes and I just you know God thank you for this day God thank you for my family God thank you for all the blessings that you've given to me like speaking those things out loud first of all you as individuals we need to cultivate a habit of being thankful Right. That absolutely does. That switches some things on in your brain because <laughs> in you a can good have way. Two emotions in your brain. You, you can be hurt and you can feel joy. But if you keep choosing the joy and the thanks and the gratitude, right. you're given so much grace to walk through. And you every time that that negativity comes in your brain, you replace it with positive. That's thoughts. right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So I would say, first of all, start by you being thankful. Yes. Me being thankful, right? Yes. You being, th- you being thankful. Practice that. And also ask God, God, would you help me? Would you give me the grace? Would you give me the love? Would you give me the joy to be around my family members and be a blessing to them? Instead of you trying to get something from them, why don't you give to them? You give to them the gift of forgiveness. You give to them the gift of making them laugh or spending a couple moments and sharing some stories with them. Instead of it, what can I, what, what can I get from them? You give to them. That's how I'm looking at it this year. 
Does that make sense? Completely. And um, I've been sort of, uh, I've shared this story quite a bit, but leaving my family business mm -hmm. and I had issues. My brother and I didn't speak for a couple of years and my family, first I worked through that, through meditation, mm -hmm. visualizing mm -hmm. positive relationships. Mm -hmm. But then the meditation wasn't focused on God. It was really just focused on me as the center of my thoughts. Mm. And when I added God to the mix, it changed all of our relationships. And we just had yes. some discussions about COVID and testing before Thanksgiving. And I've heard lots of families who needs to get tested, who can't be around each other. Right, right. So many uh, parts of the journey that feel like judgment, that feel and trigger pain right. from the past. Right. If we truly just choose joy, and that's what and I that's said. Choose. You choose. choose joy. You choose, you choose happiness. You choose Thanksgiving. And you forgive. Yeah. No matter who's right, no matter who was at fault, you just choose to forgive. Do it for yourself. And let's talk about that. Do because it for God yourself. Because God even says to do it, doesn't <laughs> he? he? Absolutely. He says if you, we are called to forgive one another so that our Heavenly Father will forgive us. And that's what the whole, I mean, that's what the cross is all about, forgiveness. God sent his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He took all of our sin and shame and guilt and put it on the cross and he said, you are forgiven. We are forgiven. And we need to walk that out. We need to receive mm -hmm. that ourselves. Mm -hmm. We need to walk that out and we need to give that out. Mm -hmm. We need to give that out. And I also think it's time for all of us to grow up. To and here's another word that I love that you gave us. <laughs> okay. Humble oh, ourselves. Yeah. Humble yourself. And I said daily. jokingly, but I really mean it. Rob's loved that I've been humbling myself. You're welcome, Rob. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Like there's so many times I think, okay, I am obviously right here and he is obviously wrong, but what's the point of this? And if I just humble myself right. and honor our marriage and make a choice of peace. That's right then you can move to the other side. And there's so much to that. And I think that when we realize what God did for us and that he's just asking us to be an instrument That's for right. him on earth. That's right. And then I remind Bella, because she's in a hard time in eighth grade and kids are tough and it is not easy to be a teenager, uh, but that we have to forgive everything That's right. to be forgiven ourselves That's right. and we have to humble our hearts to that journey. That's right. And I also want to add, like, there are people who are not safe to be around. So I understand okay, also that's on that an important. Thing. That is an important thing. So I'm not saying like when you are visiting with family and there has been some, you know, grievous offenses, you can forgive the person. But I'm telling you, you don't have to be around that person. You can set boundaries. You can set boundaries. And that's a big thing for our health, for our personal growth, for our happiness. Being setting a boundaries. Christian doesn't mean you're walked all over. Well, I used to think that. That was bad thinking. I used to think that. I used to let everybody walk all over me and just keep forgiving, keep turning the other cheek. But I don't think that is what the scriptures teach. There, you, you have to put boundaries up to protect yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And you and, and saying no is a, is something you I think we learn to do. It doesn't come automatically to people. You have to learn to say no. I'm not going to do this or no, that's not okay with me. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. And in this season right now, 
is um, speaking your truth, speaking the truth. And you said that too, it's in scripture, that God will show you the truth and the truth will set you free. God will show you the truth and the truth will set you free. And I'm learning more and more in this season of my life to speak the truth because that's what people want to hear. They don't want me to lie to them. They don't want me to flatter them. They don't want me to give them my thoughts or opinions. They want the truth. People want the truth. Going back to COVID and where we are right now with COVID and so forth. And you asked me, what are some things that we can do, you know, continue to do during this COVID Mm -hmm. catastrophe or whatever? Well, again, there's a scriptures, all through the scriptures, it talks about, you know, um, God will make things good out of evil, right? God will turn things around for him, for you and for me, but we have to let him. You have to release, you have to, there's a part of us that has to surrender. We, there's a lot of things we cannot control, right? You can't control a lot of things that are going on around us. But what is the one thing you can control? Yourself. Yourself. And I've learned that Your so responses. Much. Yes. I, right? I started that journey um, with Harriet Lerner, who wrote The Dance of Intimacy. And right. I am such a geek on self-help books. Like, back when people were reading all these great novels, I was reading self-help. And her, <laughs> The Dance of Intimacy was, if you change the way you step, then other people will change around you. That's so true. And so um, I think that's true. If you're continually vin- visualizing and manifesting joy and peace in your life, and you're letting things go... But as a type A person, it's hard. It's yeah. hard to surrender. Yeah. But I'm telling you that if you believe and pray, and I want to talk a little bit about praying, mm-hmm. but if you believe and pray and are open, mm-hmm. things will come to they you. Sure There's will. so much that's there that we don't grasp. That's right. And the other thing is for people who aren't Christians, who don't feel comfortable praying. Yeah. I mean, I have some friends that will text me and say, Will you pray for me as though they don't have the ability to pray? Right. And I do believe in mass prayer. I mean, yeah, we. I do too. I believe in the power of that. But can you tell people how to pray? I mean, some people, and I love Joyce Meyer, Caroline Peters turned me on to Joyce Meyer. She's, She's awesome. Like, don't you love it when people pray and they're like, they, they have another voice and they're like, dear God, can you please give us? Yes. And it's like, you can just say, God, please help me. Yes. I'm not being very nice right now. Yes. <laughs> please ha- help me. I have hate in my heart. Right, right. Please help me. I really don't like this person. That's right. That can be a prayer. That is a prayer. It's communing with God. Communing. Prayer is communing with God. It's talking to him, expressing your needs, expressing what you what you want. That's prayer. And we, we make it into something else. It. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I ask God to You don't God have to teach. just pray for the country. No. You can pray specifically that God give you part of your journey that you want. Abs- I pray that all the time. I pray that all the time. But I, I have to finish this because it's yes, bothering me. Go. Back to the COVID thing. You know. You said with isolation, right? We talked yes. about isolation and just, you know, everything's changed mm-hmm. since we've been in COVID. And I just, I just want to point out this one thing. It's very simple. But during times like these, and this won't be the last time that something like this happens, maybe na- nationally or individually, the one thing that you can do is, the one thing that you can control is yourself. And it's in these months, in these years, or in these moments, it's turn inward, And the greatest gift you can give to yourself during times like this is discovering who you are, really discovering who you are, really figuring out 
maybe what are the what's really in your heart because we live such a fast-paced life do we not we're doing so many things for other people that we rarely take time to really get to know ourselves and we're all in different seasons and so it's like how mm, can you mm -hmm. make the mm -hmm. best out of this season how can you how can i make the best out of any season that actually shows to me the resilience of who we are as human beings that we don't falter when things like this happen. We stand back up and we say, no, we're not gonna let this push us down. We're gonna make something great out of this for ourselves. Something good will always come out of things like this if you Absolutely. let it. Absolutely. And I'm a firm believer in that. Everything, every catastrophic thing or traumatic thing that has happened to me in my life, which hopefully at some point later down, we can talk more about these intimate things, yes. but how God has used them for good in my life. I was determined. You have, I think there's a part in every single human being mm -hmm. ha just asking God to give you that determination to win, mm -hmm. that determination to live, that determination inside, that perseverance to, to succeed and to fulfill your days out on this earth. Mm -hmm. Ask God to give that to you, that desire, so that you can keep going. So that's what I would say is it's a, it's a time to turn inward. It's a time to discover what's, what how can you make this the best right now? It's like, make it a well-watered garden while you can. Learn as much as you can while you can. Because it's not always gonna be this way. There's seasons, seasons change, right? It's, you, it's like summer, winter, fall, spring, right? I mean, there's seasons. And we need to get past this, being stuck in this place is this is our forever. Absolutely. And just look at it as moments, because I know there were times pre-COVID that I would think, oh my God, if I just had a day that I could sure. just, or just a few hours. And now we have more time to do what we, we do. always said we were gonna do Absolutely. from a research standpoint, from a praying, meditating, take caring of our, uh, taking care of ourselves. And that's something that I've also, I'm um, going to be starting a series at the Sydenham Clinic. And we've been talking about yeah. blue zones I've shared some yes. of that with you and um, the term ikigai, which is a, a Japanese term, but it talks about when people reach a place in their life with flow. That's what I'm after. Yes, that's and what I'm after. I do practice yoga uh -huh. and um, flow is a part of yoga, but it's when you, you reach this connection in life that everything's clicking. Mm -hmm. And I think whether you're Buddhist or Christian or Muslim or spiritual in your journey were there is something other than just today that helps us get to flow that's right and that's when your creativity starts that's when you like you you really tap into that creative side of yourself i think and um another thing that i read that or that you said is when we're walking in god's will a peace will come to us discernment not judgment mm. because judgment is when there's a sense of pride on the other end of condemnation and i think that's a challenge is mm -hmm. that once sometimes we get to a flow and i know i've been there where i'm like i'm doing great i am making <laughs> that's it what happen. you need some humility <laughs> i am look at what's happening to me and then i get a big dose of humble pie like you cannot believe it 
And I realize that it's God's gift to me that allows it. And yeah. things are given and taken. And what we're promised is our daily bread. And mm. also, I realize that although I didn't like the behavior of my dad and my brother, I was equally or more guilty because I had so much judgment towards their behaviors. And if I came with love at them instead of with judgment, we mm. could have processed. So I think we That's a all, big deal. It's yes. a big deal. Can we talk a little bit about I that feeling of judgment? Especially so many, going into the holidays. Yes. And how we can really be Christians even though we're horrible people sometimes. Yes, I like that. Um, well, I'm thinking of a verse. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Okay. Let me get there. First Corinthians. So I was thinking about this, um, you know, judgment, if you define it, judgment is, is what? What is judgment? Looking at someone and saying their choice is not right. It's condemning them. It's uh, not agreeing with their steps of which after the election, oh my gosh, are we not in a place of judgment in the world right now? We're so divided. If you do this, I can't like you. Right. Right. If you're, um, if you voted for this person, I won't be your friend. Right. It's really, it's really bad right now. <laughs> but again, it's, it's about how, it's about our perspective. It doesn't have to be that way. We're making it that way. We're making it that way. So I would say the difference between judgment and discernment. Because I think most people want to know what that means, and I'm, I'm still, I'm still walking in that. So you know what it feels like to be judged, right? Absolutely. It feels like what? Shame. You feel shame. Yes. Feel unloved, right? You feel unloved. You feel rejected. Rejected. That's a good one. You feel rejected. You feel vulnerable. Feel vulnerable. Like uncovered. Like like if you had a cover on, like you've been exposed. Exposed. So judgment, like is it's like it exposes you in all your vulnerable parts, right? And you, you don't feel covered. Yes. That's what judgment is. And I don't think people realize that we do that to each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And so the way to, and God tells us not to walk in judgment, but like what you said, to walk in love, right? Mm-hmm. So love is, is the opposite of that. It's, it's giving people actually space to, to be where they are, to meet them where they are. So I have learned that because I want that because I've made so many mistakes in my life and I've experienced what that feels like to be judged. And I, I never, I never want other people to feel that way. I want them to feel the love of God Mm -hmm. that is in Christ Jesus, because that's part of our mission is to what we've received from God now to go give it to people. And sometimes they are experiencing that love for the first time. Mm-hmm. For the first time. So judgment is exposing people and all their faults. And we're all sinners. We all oh, we're all absolutely. sinners. So and isn't what's that first to of the splinter in your eye yeah. versus. Yeah. Look at the own. Look at the own speck. Look at the speck in your own eye before you look at before you take the one out of your brother's eye. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we're always quick to see what's in someone everybody. else. Right. Always. And if you think about it, the things that annoy us the most about other people or, or, or what we're doing ourselves. Or what we're doing ourselves. 
The thing I get most uh. angry with in other people is people trying to control me because I like to be in control. <laughs> so I see that fault in other people when here I am trying to be in charge. So I'm trying to surrender. But you're aware of that. And that's the yes. first key. To, that's the first key to changing any pattern or any um, you know, thought pattern in your life mm -hmm. is being aware of it. So good job. <laughs> and now you can just keep working on it. Absolutely. And praying about it. Um, and so, okay, so judgment. Now, discernment is, I think it it's comes from the spirit inside of you, knowing if something is safe, if someone is good or bad, or if they're out to harm you. It's, it's kind of an unseen knowing about someone or a situation. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yes. Does that sound, so that's discernment, then there's judgment. And so we're called not to judge, but we're called to be discerning. Like there are people that God has said, you don't need to be around them. I'm not judging them. I don't need to know. It's just not, not good for me. I don't, right. I didn't know any, I didn't need to know anything other than that. No judgment, just setting it aside, setting it aside. And so I think, you know, especially in these times, put aside the judgment, leave that up to God, let God do the judging. You get really good. I need to get really good. We need to get really good at just walking in discernment and love. Mm -hmm. Walk in discernment and love. Leave the rest to God. We take on things that don't belong to us. We're not God. We need to know what our portion is each day and live that out to the fullness. Does that, doesn't that and resonate? It makes sense in relationships. I Big mean, time. I look at that. Um, in our family, raising a teenager, working with my husband. I mean, all of us are in closer quarters yes. with people that we live with. There's, there's a lot. And if we just look at ourselves and the journey that we're taking, as opposed to focusing on everybody everyone else. else, the growth is so immense. Well, it will all line up. So share with us about... Yeah, I'm, I have a couple scriptures I okay, great, share with please. you. So um, the first one is, I, I read this yesterday, and I was like, I want, I want this to be true of me. And I would mm -hmm. encourage you just to take a moment, and for the people that are listening today, take a moment and read the scripture today and, and pray that for yourself. And it's um, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and it says, verse 1, it says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and if i have all faith as so as to remove mountains but have not love i am nothing if i give away all i have and i deliver up my body to be burned but have not love i gain nothing love is patient love is kind it does not envy or boast it is not arrogant or rude it does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in, at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth, which I said earlier, rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So beautiful. Isn't that powerful? It is. And so I, I, when I read a scripture like this, and because the scriptures say that God is love, Mm -hmm. God is love. Um, that, that is, to me, the primary essence of what we are to be um, releasing from our lives into the world is love. How can you give what you have not received? So you have to receive it first yourself from God. 
because he is the source of love and goodness and all these things, all these good things that we want. Mm-hmm. God is the source of them. And so you cannot give and you cannot give it out unless you've received it. So I say to you, to myself, to everybody listening, ask for it. God, give me that love so I can give it out to people because God's love is healing. And sometimes it can truly be as simple as just reading a scripture. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't. It's simple. It's simple. It can be a smile to somebody. It can just let people know you're there. And there's many ways that God reveals his love to us and wants it to flow through us. But it's very powerful. And, let me, and I'll read this yes. to you. It says this at verse 8. It says, love never, never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. And, and part of that love, part of that love encompasses the, the gift that we get to actually know God personally and be known by God. You know, one of the most powerful things um, that happened to me in my, when I was in my early mm-hmm. 20s was when somebody said to me, I see you. Do you know that makes me cry? It made me cry. And Mm -hmm. I still, when I think about it and, and this person who I didn't know said, came, I see you. And I was like, wow, it meant, it went through every part of my being Mm -hmm. (laughs) that to be seen and to see Mm -hmm. is, I think a big part of our human experience. Mm-hmm. And we pass over that so much. We just, you know, we, we're just because we're always in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And we don't really take time to see who we are. So I see you today. And I see you. And it feels good to be seen, it doesn't does. it? It does. It makes me cry. And I think that that's something, too, with being a parent. Mm-hmm. I know pre-COVID, I couldn't pick Bella up every day. And I still can't every day because of my commitment at work, which I feel like is important. But I don't know that I'll ever go back to being as busy as I was. And I think so many people feel that way. I think just to be there and have her feel that she is seen and heard Mm -hmm. because she doesn't want to set a time to talk to me. When I have time (laughs) to talk to her, she doesn't want to talk to me. And I think that's like such a simple way to share God with our family is just to see our kids and our spouse Mm -hmm. and hear and sometimes just validate it, Mm -hmm. even if you don't have an answer. Absolutely. People just want to be heard. Mm -hmm. And that's what connection definition is to me. Feeling seen and heard without judgment. That's it exactly where you are today and that's the other interesting thing is um i think when you have not been with god for a while and you come back to him you feel a lot of shame because you know he's seen everything that you've done Mm -hmm. but that's the amazing thing is he isn't judging us and the second we come back he could forgive 
everything we've done. And he already did forgive. That's what we don't realize. He's, it's already forgiven. Just run to him. Run to him. He took care of it already on the cross. He said, it is finished. There is nothing that can hold you back from him except for yourself. You just run to him. And if anybody is in that place today where they feel like they've just messed up so much or they're just so far behind or they're just so far from God, it's never too late. Start today. Right now in this moment, you can just run into his arms and start fresh. And some, I've, I've realized with God, it's like when you go back to God like that, if you've been away from him, it's like you leave off where you left off. It's mm-hmm. almost like there's been no time. There, we have he friends has, like that. My friend like that have, is Kathleen. Yes. yes. No matter what. That's what we God just is pack like. up that moment without all the apologies. And I still That's apologize <laughs> a lot, though. Sorry, Katie. I'm not there as much as I should be. Um, I, um, I want to. There's so much to talk about. I know. We we'll, absolutely we'll have, have to come back. Well, we will. Let's talk about. Okay, so if somebody wanted to meet with you, yes. let's talk about how they could connect. I'm absolutely going to have you back on the podcast, but how yeah. could they connect with you and hear from you and have you help? In what ways do you connect with sure. people? Well, okay, so. Part of my passion is um, working with women, all things related to women's issues, from self-esteem to, you know, vision for their life, where they're wanting to go. Big thing for me is relationships. I think relationships are key to so much of our success. Relationship with, your, with God, with yourself, with your spouse, with your boyfriend, with your kids. I mean, just being really good at relationships. So I love that. Um, so one of the ways that you can connect with me is through email. Mm-hmm. And my email address is b.trapolino at gmail.com. And we'll and, have this. Yeah. We'll post this in the feed and then we'll have it on our stories on Instagram. And Absolutely. On our post. And then you can also text me at my number. Okay. 713-628-0594. And then I'm going to be putting out. And if. Um, I'm going to be putting out something starting in January, an eight-week series on um, discovering who you are, how to live your best life now. And I know that sounds so trite, but it's true. 2021, we need to take it by the horns and really just start living our best life now, not from the external, but from the internal, where that abundance flows. And I want to teach people how to um, get that wealth internally, Mm -hmm. spiritual treasure, I want to teach you how to become wealthy spiritually because it's from this place. Jesus even said, said, rivers of living water will flow from your belly. Literally, from your being, things will flow from you effortlessly. And so um, I want to go on an eight-week journey with whomever wants to join me on this. And it'll be very life-changing. It'll be very life-changing because it's all part of my story and what's worked in my life, what the things that God has shown me that work. And so there's just some things that just work, right? Relationship with him, his scriptures, prayer, and just teachings from his script, from the word. They work. They work. So if you want an abundant life, I do. And, we, and you know what? We've never arrived. It's always work. 
it's always it's a work in progress but it's it a makes work in progress the journey so much more fulfilling absolutely and it helps every day to wake up and to choose joy and to know how to capture that joy that's right in the midst of pain and believe me guys we just canceled our flights to travel for thanksgiving we've had huge changes in our business and cut back on employees there's been so much i mean it has been a hard year yeah it has uh, been and it has been uh, and people have had it so much harder so i don't mean to say it but i just want you to know that everyone where they sit has a hard journey and that's what i tell bella and that's sometimes what i forget i mean i told you the other day i had moments of the flesh there's certainly things i want more financially that i don't mm -hmm. have yet but i have to be grateful for what i have and then i can also ask god to help us have abundance and that's Absolute. okay to want abundance in your life well the scriptures even say seek first his kingdom his kingdom his ways right and all things shall be added unto you everything else will be added unto you the desires of your heart will be added unto you if that's a, if that's a desire in your heart he will add it unto you he will add it unto you god cares about our desires well i think authenticity is um is something we're all striving for certainly yes. in our products that's the way i kind mm -hmm. of started this everyone walks in our store and says how do i know this is real and mm. it's just mm -hmm. kind of evolved where um i i feel like if i go snow skiing i want to have a, a ski instructor if i mm -hmm. go and play tennis i'm not great at it i want a tennis and, mm -hmm. and i have had trainers and i love dr mcgallum and chili for my micros uh, needling <laughs> and I but what has truly changed my walk oh and Elaine Turner I love her program that I'm going through <laughs> there's so many people and then my hair girls Suki and Gigi <laughs> and all of our friends because we do love fabulous we, um we things. grow in community and we, we grow, grow in community. community and I um sugar ring from Nadine Boudreaux and then Nadine. I've got this yeah Laura Davenport like everything in my life is about collaboration yeah and I wanted to share this part of my life with the listeners because I believe I saw Brittany Abair with Sky High at a, a function and she goes, what did you do? You look so different. And I said, well, I've gotten blonde and I am doing intermittent <laughs> fasting and I'm practicing yoga. But the real thing yeah. is god is back as the center of my life That's and right. she said amen you can see it and and there is an undeniable joy that's a byproduct that joy and that peace when you mm -hmm. are in relationship with god like that there is an undeniable joy and a peace that surpasses understanding that is just granted to us god that's god's jesus even said my peace i leave with you he wants us to have that peace while we're in this world it was so interesting last week i had an abscess tooth oh, I... and it was it was, last week was the worst week of my life in a and long time and then my dog died. died the same day and i had to go for an emergency uh, root canal it was horrible and my three kids were home who um, do school from the house who are in high school and so i had to leave to go to this emergency root canal my face was like two inches swollen you know up and they're like and the dog died on the couch and they're like you're leaving us like this and i'm like i i i can't deal with this right now i have to go take care of myself god is going to show y'all what to do i got in the car i know it was i just was like i, I gotta go anyways long story short i called them and i walked them through what to do until i get back to the house but it was when i was driving to the 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 doctor i just said god thank you 
I feel your presence right now in the midst of all this craziness, this excruciating pain, my dog dying and just I don't understand what's going on right now. I feel you. Your your presence is here with me and I have that peace that surpasses understanding. And you know what? That was enough for me. I didn't I need to that. know why about anything else. It just calmed me down. I didn't need to know why. I was like, shh, baby, everything's going to be okay. Just rest. I love that. Will you pray with us? I would love to. I would absolutely love to. Oh, Father, I just thank you so much for giving us this time to be together in your presence with one another and with those who are listening to us or watching us. Uh, Father, I just, um, I just thank you for the gift of life, the gift of joy, the gift of discovery, um, this journey that, that you have given to us, God. And we are all so unique and individually made in your image and likeness. And Lord, it is my prayer that everyone who hears my voice, God, would know you and know how loving you are and how real you are. And God, that you would give each one of us um, a life, God, that is so full and abundant that it would just blow our minds away, Lord. I pray that we would all fulfill the plans and purposes for why you have put us on this earth and that we would glorify you in thought, word, and deed. I thank you for our host. I thank you for her sweet spirit. I thank you for her um, incredibly big heart. I just pray that you would bless her and continue to use her in our community to bring good to all these wonderful people. And I ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. God bless each of you. We won't be here next week for Thanksgiving, but we hope you have grace and joy and abundant thanks in your life. That's right. And just remember, choose. Choose joy. Choose it. And just try something different this holiday season in terms of how you see people in your family. Just try one thing different, and that one thing will change everything. I I love it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.